Welcome to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. Have a question for the show or need assistance with your retirement plan? Give Philip a call today, 863-285-3815. Most Americans get a failing grade when it comes to retirement literacy, according to the American College of Financial Services. We will get to those numbers here in just a moment. But thanks so much for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. Jen Rizak here alongside Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. He is the inaugural Highlander Award winner for Financial Representative of the Year. And I know he got a pretty good score on the quiz that we're talking about today on financial literacy. Welcome back, Philip. Happy to see you again. Hey, good to be here with you today. Yep, I had to uh, I had to go take it for myself. You had to take a quiz. Because I wanted to make sure <laughs> that I was on track for, for everything they're talking about. And I got like 91.9%. Hey, pretty um, good. Not 100, which was disappointing. <laughs> but uh, one question I kind of overthought a little bit. One question, uh, the, the other two questions are just areas that I just don't deal a lot in yeah. when it comes to financial planning stuff. So, uh, but everything else, hey, when it comes to retirement income, I got those things right. You know what you're talking about. That's right. And overthinking will get the the best of us. Um, I also took the quiz. I got it an 81%. So didn't do as, as well as you, but hey, I certainly didn't fail it. So I'll take it. I'll take it for sure. When we look at this quiz, so this is from the American College of Financial Services. They uh, did a study about financial literacy. 89% of the women who took it failed. It's a 38-question quiz. As you know, Philip, it takes a few minutes to go through it. 72% of the men who took it failed it. So so there's a gap here in scores, but the bottom line is most of us are lacking in the area of financial literacy, especially when it comes to retirement. Tell me a little bit about when when you're talking with people, where are some areas where you see them struggling when it comes to their knowledge of some of these these financial concepts with retirement? Well, there's there's a lot of, of gaps, I think, especially after I took that test and really cleared some areas up for me because I think that uh, a couple areas that, that people really miss the boat on is how much can they really pull out of their retirement portfolio and expect it to last as long as they do? That's crucial to me. And, and I find that um, that is, is an area that people miss a lot. They think they can take a lot more money out of their portfolio than what they should be taking out, which is, which is dangerous um, in a lot of ways. And the, the other area that I found interesting is that a lot of people, you know, they don't really understand um, Social Security and when's the best time to take their Social Security. Uh, they all want to take it early. And instead of really and truly systematically coming up with the right answer to that question, and not just turn it on at 62. So those were probably one of the two two main areas. And, and they do ask some of those questions on that test to make people realize that they, they don't, a lot of people don't know the answers to that question. Right. And, and you know, here, here's the thing that we see as well when we're looking at how men versus women did on this. Men, you guys do this, often claim to have higher levels of knowledge 
but then test poorly. Mm-hmm. Women, their self-reported knowledge is a little bit more closely aligned to how they actually scored. So they're being a little bit more honest and, and, and understanding what they don't know when it comes to finance. How do we get the guys on the same page and help them understand why they might need some retirement guidance? And it's not to say that they're not smart or they haven't been successful in whatever it is that they've done for their careers. It's just a recognition that this is totally different. It really is. And I'm thinking back to what you said there. I'm thinking, well, geez, that's what I did in high school all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And I do see that within my practice a lot. Us men, I mean, we're 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 proud people. We're 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 prideful. We think we know a, a lot more than 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 we do sometimes, and we think we can handle it um, because we only look at one perspective, and that perspective is we're right, and and that's that becomes a problem when you sit down with somebody. They need to be open minded about, hey, maybe I don't know everything there is to know about retirement planning. Or maybe I don't know everything there is to know about investments and investment tools and things that are out there that might help me in my retirement. And unfortunately, we see this quite often that that folks just they have a preconceived idea of what their retirement portfolio should look like. And they're closed minded to all the tools that are out there that could better assist them in coming up with the right retirement plan, the right income plan for them in retirement. And that's why I think it's so important that that people really and truly, you know, get that income plan in place and, mm-hmm. and have that open mind when they talk to somebody. That's right. And, you know, when you when you just look at these findings, though, when it comes to what people understand or, or maybe think that they understand, uh, they they went to, to write a little bit about some of the results. Only 12% of women said they were really knowledgeable about long-term care. 27% had a plan to fund it. So those numbers weren't really great. But 50% of them think they're going to need it. So so think about that disconnect there, Philip. And I think that's what happens in a lot of different areas of retirement planning. Um, we, we don't always score real high on our level of knowledge, but we know that some of this stuff is going to be a problem. We just don't know what to do about it. Talk a little bit about how you can help kind of solve that disconnect there. Well, I think that one of the things that that just going through that process, I'm going to print mine off and it's going to help me do a better job of educating people, right? I mean, I'm a, I'm a big educator anyway. I, I am a believer in, you know, whether you come to a workshop I have or you're sitting in my office, uh, I've got a whiteboard in, in my conference room and I'm, I'm drawing and, and showing you different things. I think it is about educating people on these different areas that this um, questionnaire really, this quiz really pointed out to me that um, especially the numbers that we saw in terms of the number of people that were not able to pass it, that tells me there's a lot of areas that, that people need to be educated on. And, and I love to do that. That's, I love to educate people on, on those areas of, of finance that will help them better understand their options in retirement. And so that's the things that I do love to do. And then take it one step further, right? After you educate folks as to what what things are available, how these things really work, then taking the next step and really helping them implement that plan, that's going to get them not just into retirement, but all the way through retirement. That's the fun stuff for me. And that's what I really enjoy doing. If you're out there today and and you're saying, well, you know, uh, maybe I wouldn't have done that well on that quiz either, then then give us a call. 
let us start that process with our financial x-ray to really kind of determine where you are on that risk scale. And let's educate you on some of the things that are out there that, that maybe you're stumbling on. Let us help you do that. All you have to do is give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. I'd love to sit down with you and just kind of educate you and walk you through that process. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. And Philip, another thing that sticks out to me as we've talked a little bit about the the roles of, of men and women, what they think they know about finance, the fact is more women are serving as their household's chief financial officer, but they need help with their retirement readiness. That's the other thing that this study kind of uncovered. Women might be managing the checkbook and buying the groceries and paying the bills, but that doesn't equate to an income plan for their retirement. And this is my family, Philip. My husband has no idea when the water bill is due. He, he doesn't know what we spend on groceries. I mean, that that's me. That's my job. But just because I manage those things, it doesn't mean I know much about what's going on with our investments and some of our other areas of, of money that he kind of has his hands in a little bit more. Talk about the difference between managing your monthly household budget, having a handle on that, and then having an income strategy in retirement, because that's where you'll run into trouble if if you're good at managing the budget, but you don't know the other parts, right? Well, yeah. And you call back that as a chief financial officer. And I would go one step back from that and say, yeah. that, that person's really the bookkeeper. Okay. Okay. Right, that person's yeah. really the bookkeeper, taking care of the household bills and and knowing what's in the bank accounts and that sort of stuff. But the person who needs to come into a business and and be the visionary person, well, that's your CEO. That's that is the CFO that does some of that stuff, and and the CO, the chief operating officer. So that's a higher level of of looking at where we are, looking ahead and where we need to be. And so to me, that's where the household needs the bookkeeper. We got to have the person that pays the bills, make sure we're on track from that standpoint. But they also need that person outside of the household a lot of times, right? That Somebody to be the CEO, the visionary for what their retirement could look like and how to develop that and how to plan for that and then create that income strategy to put into place, right? That's what the CEO really needs to do. And, and a lot of times you have to hire that person from outside the household to come in and do those type of things. And so to me, that's the big difference. You have the one person that's really good at keeping everybody on track for paying the bills and knowing where they are, but you need that visionary person to say, okay, let's create the plan to get us into and through retirement mm-hmm. so that we have the retirement we dreamed of. And, and to me, that's the key difference, Jen. And, you know, as we talk a little bit about, again, the the roles of each part of a couple, when you're dealing with a couple, most of the time, one of them will outlive the other. Most of the time, it's the woman who ends up living the longest. Talk a little bit about some of the conversations you have to make sure the income is there for the surviving spouse, that that they understand what's going on with the income picture, that they do have a good knowledge of some of these things. Because as you said, she may have been the bookkeeper, but but not necessarily understanding all the other parts of this. Well, that, that's true. So we do, when we create the income plan, you, you know, a lot of times it's what ifs, right? What if my spouse dies five years from now? Or what if, you know, we both live to 90 and then one of us passes away? What does it look like? 
And, and we have the ability to do that, right? To create the income plan and then shoot holes in it, right? What, what happens if this, or what happens with that? And then walk through that with folks to determine, okay, do we have the right plan for our income? Do we need to be taking a little less out or do we need a, you know, do we need to add in a little life insurance? Because if the husband passes away and he has the main pension, but he picked the wrong choice, right? He accidentally later discovered that he he picked just, you know, a single life on his pension. And so these are areas of concern to me when I sit down with folks, you know, how much of your benefits are joint benefits? You know, how much are single benefits? And what does that mean? And how do we counteract that in terms of if somebody were to pass away first, what position does that leave them in? And as we get older, typically life insurance is not something that we have within our plan, but sometimes it's, it's necessary because we, want, we don't want to leave one spouse high and dry if the other spouse passes away. And so we take all that into consideration when we're sitting there building out that income plan. If you don't know where you are today, if you don't know how much risk you have in your portfolio, you don't know how much income you could pull out at retirement and safely live for the next 30 years, give us a call, 863-285-3815. And let's walk through our financial x-ray to determine what those things look like for you. Again, that number is 863 285-3815, or you can go to our website, statlerfinancial.com. There's a link to our calendar. You can schedule a call, schedule an appointment. It's that easy, folks. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. That number again, 863-285-3815. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Philip Statler at Statler Financial often talks about the difference between retirement savings and retirement income. It isn't necessarily how much money you've saved that's most important. It's having a steady stream of income in retirement no matter how long you live. Philip has strategies that can help you create consistent monthly income for the rest of your life. He can help you make important decisions today so you can have the income you need in retirement. Having a big nest egg is great, but how will it provide you with income you need for as long as you live? Call Philip Statler at Statler Financial to find out, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Turn your portfolio into a plan with help from Philip today, 863-285-3815. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. And what we want to talk about here in this next part of the show is is tough, but it's a really important topic. There is no way to truly prepare for something as devastating as the death of a spouse. 
And it's important for you to understand that you probably won't be capable of making solid financial decisions in your grief. That's why we want to spend some time today talking about the steps you should take if this happens to you and how you can help make sure that you and your spouse are on the same page with your finances. Because, um, Philip, I know you haven't uh, lost your your spouse, obviously, but you've seen this happen before. And, And the truth is, we don't always make good, solid financial decisions when we're grieving. So this is why we talk about planning in advance, right? It is. And it's important that folks understand what happens. And and typically it's the husband that passes away first, but not always, right? Sometimes it's the other way around and, and the husband uh, isn't prepared, right? They've prepared their spouse, their, their wife for that case, but sometimes they haven't prepared themselves. And, and it is important to understand and to know um, what can happen or, or what does happen. Uh, when a spouse passes away, because it affects a lot of different things, right? It, mm-hmm. it affects our financials and our financial situation. There's a lot of things that have to be done with IRAs and those type of things. Taxes, people don't realize what it does to your tax situation. Mm-hmm. It, it can be, um, you know, I've had uh, clients that it's been painful when they've had to switch from married filing jointly to single. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. And trying to strategize how to reduce those those costs when it comes to taxes and then income, right? Sometimes we lose income when we lose a spouse, and that can be a problem if we haven't budgeted for it. If we don't have the right account set up to take care of it. All these things um, play into uh, this whole planning process that needs to be done in case. Well, we know it's ultimately going to happen. Somebody's going to pass away, right. um, and, and we got to be prepared for that. Right, right. And and we will certainly get to some of those changes in income, taxation, all of that. There's one other point I want to make here, Philip, and here's why we think this is such an important conversation to have, especially for uh, couples out there who are listening. The World Health Organization says women tend to live between six and eight years longer than men on average. So that means not every time, of course, but most of the time, wives will outlive their husbands. And, you know, again, in, in my family, actually, it's been the opposite. My, my dad outlived my mom, so it, it was the opposite for us. But still, you won't likely both pass away at the same time. How do you help couples understand that reality with their financial planning that more than likely one of you will outlive the other and more than likely it will be the wife outliving her husband? Well, I think we look at, um, we we dig in by looking at income sources, right? What's it going to do to their income? And um, if there's a pension involved, you know, we, we ask the question, is there widow's benefits tied to this? Because if not, then that changes the whole realm of planning we have to do to prepare for that spouse passing away. Um, you know, we look at Social Security and, and what those numbers look like there. And here's the thing I want to mention, because people don't take this in consideration when they start thinking about when they're going to draw their Social Security. And it's become one of the main things I look at now, because people are retiring so early now. They're taking their Social Security at 62 and they want to, why shouldn't they? Well, you know, when you pass away, your spouse will get the higher of yours or their Social Security. And so just in a planning process, waiting until full retirement age is going to give your spouse a boost in income down the road. And so, you know, we don't think about that, but it is one of the things that the I think about a lot and make sure that people realize that it can be a planning tool in knowing when to take Social Security just for that one reason. 
So those are some of the decisions that we want to be thinking about and um, some of the, the big changes that can potentially happen uh, if something happens to our spouse. Um, as we continue this conversation today, if you hear something you'd like to get some more answers on, 863-285-3815. Just want to take a moment to give you the phone number to reach Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services. Again, that's 863 863- 285-3815. Now, Philip, for people who are not working with someone, let's kind of shift gears here for a moment. For people who are not working with someone, they don't have a financial professional, they maybe don't have a financial plan, talk about what do they need to do when something happens to their spouse? Who who do we need to notify? What needs to be done? Because unfortunately, there are tasks that we have to do even when we're dealing with the death of our spouse. Uh, uh, absolutely. I mean, there are um, things that we need to make sure that, that we walk through. Uh, the first would be to, you know, call your attorney. Mm-hmm. Make them aware of the passing. And, and then you'll need to sit down with them and determine what needs to happen there. Right. Do we have to open a probate or do we have a trust? If we have a trust, what has to happen next in terms of um, uh, removing a trustee and, and, and putting the remaining spouse as a sole trustee? Mm-hmm. You know, do we need to update our um, successor trustees? A lot of things have to be done in the legal realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and hopefully you don't you know, you've got things either jointly titled or in a trust. So you don't necessarily have to go through probate. Um, because that can drag on for a while too. Oh, sure. You need yeah. to contact the Social Security Administration so that they know. Now, a lot of times I know that um, the funeral home will, will contact the Social Security Administration, but you need to go ahead too. Mm-hmm. Make that contact the Social Security Administration and and see what your options are. If your Social Security is less than your spouse's, then you need to make sure that you're in line to to pick up the higher of the two. That I mean, that's going to be a big deal when we when we look at, you know, providing income. We we need to um, find our wills. If if it's a different attorney, you know, sometimes people have moved down here from up north and they they got their wills and stuff done up there. They didn't update them down here, so you need to try to locate those things. If you're still working, you got to contact the employer to let them know. And then the other thing that people don't realize a lot of times is, you know, especially if you haven't retired yet, if, if you're, you, you're not actually retired yet, then you may need to contact a former employer mm, okay. to determine if there was a pension there that they may be um, entitled to. And if they were entitled to it, then, then it, it would bridge over to you, the remaining spouse, as a possible source of income mm-hmm. uh, through that pension. So so we want to contact former employers that we may have having a pension out there that um, that we didn't realize. Right, right. Um, you know, if your spouse served in the military, check with Veterans Affairs to see if there's any benefits there uh, for, for widows, widowers. You know, the, and this one's a hard one, um, notifying insurance companies, because mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't know, mm-hmm. right? Somebody may have bought, bought an insurance policy you know, 60 years ago, or I've had a couple of these cases happening now where, where I have a client that's probably 80 now and their parents bought them a policy. Oh, okay. When they're very young. And so, you know, and so trying to figure out, and this one's really fun, trying to figure out 
what the name of the insurance company is now. <laughs> right? Yeah, I all mean, the hands have changed yeah, over the years. Yeah. Exactly. They've changed hands so many times. And and that can be a a, a challenge to, to determine what what that insurance company is now. Who bought them out? Where is that mm-hmm. policy actually at now? You know, we need to update titles. You know, if the automobile was in one spouse and not the other, then we have to update those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, deeds. And then um, bank accounts. Oh, yep. that can be a problem. Gosh. You yeah. know, we need to update all our accounts, our our joint bank accounts, our investment accounts, our credit card accounts. All those things have to be uh, taken care of. And we need to let the banks know. Now, I will just put this out there. Is I really encourage clients to keep a joint account for six months to a year. Because you just don't know when you, you know, a check may come in. Sure. That's... So their name still needs to be on it. Yeah. Yeah. So we we encourage our clients to keep an account open for a little while um, for that, for that purpose solely. Um, You want to contact the three major credit bureaus. You know, that's the main source. One of the main sources that people get information is is somebody passes away and they'll figure, okay, nobody's going to be looking for that person. I'm going to assume that person's identity. Oh yeah. And so fraud there. Uh Yeah. Exactly. So we want to make sure we contact the credit bureaus and let them know that they passed away. And so there should be no credit applications coming through for that uh, spouse that that passed away. Mm-hmm. And then you want to meet with your accountant, your tax preparer, because you want to be prepared for taxes. Mm-hmm. What can I do today to be able to file a joint return? What things do I need to do? What things are my benefit? Because as a joint return, I get a better tax bracket. I get more income. So what options do I have and what might I need to do? And then the next year when I'm going to be a single taxpayer, what do I need to be doing? Mm-hmm. What things do I need to be looking at? What do I need to expect to have to pay in taxes because of that status change um, in my life? You know, it's not fun. Nobody likes to do those things. And I know the first six months, nobody runs through this whole list, right? It it takes a while to walk through that list. Um, But listen, that's, I mean, our clients, we help them walk through that list. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that's probably one of the advantages to having a financial professional by your side to walk through some of these things with you and, and to help you get past some of these things that need to be done. Because we developed our core retirement design in order to help folks really and truly design the retirement they always dreamed of. Now, no, this doesn't sound like it's a retirement you've dreamed of, right? A spouse passing away, Mm -hmm. but it's part of the process. You know, you need somebody there to help. And that's what we're here to do. Help our clients get through these tough times, just like this, to be there, coach them through. Folks, give us a call at 863-285-285. 3815 and put us on your side to help you through your retirement process. That's 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. We've talked a little bit about some of the the agencies and institutions that need to be notified. We know you need to notify the IRS and the Social Security Administration after your spouse passes away. So what does happen with your taxes and your Social Security when your spouse dies? Philip will walk you through some of those changes coming up here in just a moment. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back. 
Philip Statler at Statler Financial often talks about the difference between retirement savings and retirement income. It isn't necessarily how much money you've saved that's most important. It's having a steady stream of income in retirement no matter how long you live. Philip has strategies that can help you create consistent monthly income for the rest of your life. He can help you make important decisions today so you can have the income you need in retirement. Having a big nest egg is great, but how will it provide you with income you need for as long as you live? Call Philip Statler at Statler Financial to find out. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Turn your portfolio into a plan with help from Philip today. 863-285-3815. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. And today we are talking about a rather difficult but awfully important topic, and that is what to do when your spouse dies. What what types of things do you need to be taking care of from a financial perspective? And it's tough because, Philip, nobody wants to be thinking about a financial to-do list when they're dealing with their grief. But it's it's an unfortunate reality. And one thing that we want to point out here before we get back into this is there are some things that we have to do quickly. There are some things that we just have to take care of. But then from a financial perspective, there are others that we want to slow down on, right? Yeah, exactly. So there are. So so we want to act quickly on things like sending death certificates to financial institutions, especially your investment accounts, um, credit agencies, IRS. You know, do this as soon as possible. And the funeral home will likely help with some of this stuff mm-hmm. as far as applying for the death certificates and those type of things. Um, and then once somebody dies, there's a kind of a lag time until all the financial institutions and government agencies can update their files. And so this can be a window of opportunity uh, for fraudsters to really take advantage of you. So yeah. we don't yeah. want that to happen. Um, and then we want to slow down on some other areas, right? We don't want to make any big financial decisions. You know, some financial professionals say, look, let's uh, the period right after death or the spouse should be decision free. And like a lot of folks are like, when do I sell my house? Should I sell my house? Mm-hmm. Well, I tell folks, look, wait a year. Yeah. You know, let's address this a year from now. Um, you know, and the, then the other thing we need to kind of slow down on is, you know, only really and truly address what I call critical financial triage mm-hmm. in the wake of a spouse passing away. Um, avoid major investment decisions real estate decisions, um, any significant financial gifting, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Let the dust settle. Make sure that you're good, you're on the right path um, before you take action on any of those type of things. Yeah. Just good to kind of keep that in mind. And like we said earlier, 
you most likely will not be making your best decisions when you are grieving. And so some some good advice there, Philip, some things to keep in mind. Uh, For a more long-term perspective, though, let's talk a little bit about, Philip, some of the changes that we can expect with things like a pension or Social Security. How might our income situation change if something happens to our spouse? Well, so a couple of things are going to happen, right? So when a spouse passes away, it comes to Social Security, right? That's that's a lot of folks' main source of income. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say for some people, it's their only source of income other than their investments. Um, so you think about that, all of a sudden a spouse passes away and oops, that income's gone. Yeah. Now, when it comes to Social Security, the, you get to keep the higher of the two. So th- that's that's good news there. We get to keep the higher of the two. Uh, the bad news is we, we lose one. And that can be devastating to some people who are on such a fixed budget, that um, fixed income, that's all they have. Mm. The other area that we have to look at is pensions. Because pensions have some options that had to be made at the very, very beginning. And, and the option was, do I take it as a single life, meaning the pension holder's lifetime, meaning it would die when he died and there would be no more money paid out after his death. The second would be a survivor benefit. Now, that survivor benefit may be 50 percent, maybe 75 percent, could be 100 percent. Right. But and that's an option that would be chosen when you get ready to retire. Mm -hmm. And so we need to know what that is. I mean, you need to know what that is because you've got to plan what retirement is going to look like now that that spouse has passed away. What are my sources of income? What are my sources of uh, what, you know, what expenses am I going to get rid of? Because here's what I've seen. The loss of income is typically more than the reduction in expenses. Mm Mm-hmm meaning that, you know, the remaining spouse is in a deficit uh, from where they were as a joint household. Right. And, and so you know, that can be a cause a major impact on somebody's budget. Yeah. And, and a change, you know, sometimes we have to change lifestyle and that's not fun to have that conversation. But sometimes that's the conversation that we have to have. Yeah. And and let's just talk a little bit about why that is, because, it, you know, for some things, Philip, your expenses will go down a little bit, but it's not as if your energy bill or whatever just cuts in half. You know, it's it's not going to be a clean cut in half. So that's that's yeah. why we think this is so important to talk about. Exactly. You know, your 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 household expenses aren't going to change, right? Your your, your utilities, yeah, the mortgage maybe or whatever, doesn't change cut a little half. bit. Yeah. Your rent, your mortgage, it doesn't change. Um, your property taxes aren't going to change. Your insurance isn't going to change. Maybe you had two cars and get rid of one car, and that cost and that insurance. Um, healthcare is where you'll see a change, right? Because now you only have one supplement and, and one person going for medical treatment. So so you may see a little bit of an adjustment there, but overall, you know, I'm going to say, go out on a limb and say probably 70% of our expenses aren't going to change mm-hmm. because they're, they're fixed costs to provide for a household. Food costs, well, it's going to change some, 
but not it's not going to cut in half, right? right. So, um, so we still have those things that we have to to look at um, from that standpoint. Yeah, just some of those things that we want to be mindful of. And again, this is where we don't want to be making assumptions. Philip, what do we need to know as we are trying to come up with solutions here to making sure that our spouse and or loved ones will be okay? What do we need to know about life insurance as a tool? Is it just as simple as have a have a huge life insurance policy and then we're good? Or what do we need to know about that um, as far as one of the tools we might use to make sure that our spouse will be okay? So life insurance is a great tool, right? And and that's where if you have permanent insurance, it really helps out there because as as we get older, you know, a lot of times people take out term insurance. And so maybe it's a 30-year term, the mortgage is paid off, and, and then we don't have much insurance left after that, where permanent insurance stays in place your whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so that's this is where it can really play a big role because – income is going to get lost, right? If you have a pension that's going to go away when you pass away and Social Security is going to go away, then then it's important that we have that discussion and make sure that we've got something there that's going to help replace some of that income. Maybe not all of it, but at least some of it, you know, because that's all we're going to leave our spouse with in terms of income. And, And they still have to live. And we don't want to make them destitute because we we lost a spouse, and and you know Jen, this this stuff's not fun to talk about. It's just not, but it is something that is important. It's something that people need to realize, and they they need to think about what happens if one of us passes away. What's life going to look like for the remaining spouse? And we need to take steps now to put our spouse in a decent situation if you pass away. It's tough to do sometimes, but if we can do it, we need to take those steps to make sure that we're taking care of our spouse when something happens to us. Right. And and for so many people, the biggest question is, how much do I need to save to retire? But it's followed closely by, will my spouse be okay if something happens to me? Everybody wants to make sure, Philip, or, or I would think most people want to make sure that their spouse will be provided for, they will be okay financially. And you think about factors like inflation and stock market volatility and higher taxes, those factors make that an even more difficult question to answer when your question is, will my spouse be okay, right? That's right. You know, we want to make sure that the spouse is going to be okay. But it is a, it is a, a question that, is, that comes quite frequently. Um, I, I will say this, and it's not a fun thing to talk about, but, but as folks get older or their illnesses take a bigger effect, it becomes more and more important as to what's going to happen to the remaining spouse. Uh, what type of things are we going to put into place? I had a client that sat down with me probably two or three weeks before he passed away. Sat down, brought her, brought her in. Because sometimes, you know, once things are established, you know, the husband especially will just basically – the wife doesn't have any interest in the financial part, so he'll come meet with me. But this time, both of them came in. He said, I just want to make sure my wife's going to be okay. And we walked through the whole plan. 
and and put it all together and yes everything's going to be fine they'll be okay um and you know what that gives them a peace of mind to know that that spouse is going to be taken care of when they're no longer here right because people are they they just want to make sure that everybody will will be okay and this is why philip you have a whole process uh for helping people analyze where they are right now and then after you've gotten a better handle on their family situation, uh, what's going on? You know, are they married? Is there a spouse that would need to be provided for? Do they have inheritance goals? Just walk us through what this looks like to help make sure that we have done enough to, to help make sure that our income will last. Well, you know, it starts with our core retirement design, where we look to make sure that the amount of risk they have in their current portfolio truly lines up with the amount of risk that they can handle and the amount of risk they really need in their current portfolio. Second, we want to make sure that they're going to be okay when it comes to taxes, right? Uh, it, not just today as a joint household, but even as a remaining spouse, what's that going to look like for them? And then we help create that retirement income plan, that written document that says, here's where our money's going to come from. And we can at any point in time cancel out somebody's income and see what it looks like. What happens if John passes away and we lose the lower Social Security? What's that going to look like for them? We can walk through those scenarios and make sure that they have the peace knowing that they're going to have the income no matter what happens, Jen. And, and that's a, I think that's really the key when it comes to retirement planning is having that core retirement design. So they can have the retirement they always dreamed of. Look, if you don't have anything in writing for your retirement plan, give us a call at 863-285-3815. Schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. 30 minutes, I'm there. Answer your questions. Find out if you're on the right track for the retirement you always dreamed of. Again, that number is 863 285 3815. I know this has not been a fun topic today, Jen, but it's a topic that people need to think about when it comes to retirement planning. It's more than just creating income. It's making sure that both spouses are going to be taken care of for the rest of their life. Give us a call right now at 863-285-3815 to walk through our core retirement design. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. We've got one more segment coming up on the other side of the break. We'll get into a little bit more fun stuff on the other side. Stay with us on the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. This is your captain speaking. We're expecting fair skies, a smooth flight, and about a... 85% chance or so of making it to our destination. So sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the rest of the flight. Would you stay on that plane? Of course not. Well, do you have a retirement plan where you probably won't run out of money? You need a plan that no matter the destination will help you get to and through retirement successfully. 
Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services can design a plan to help you get to your destination as comfortably as possible, even if Wall Street or the economy causes some turbulence. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Services team to start working on your plan. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Get a plan designed to allow you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the retirement you've worked so hard for. 863-285-3815. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I'm Jen Rizak, happy to be here with Philip Statler. He's president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. Statlerfinancial.com is the website if you'd like to learn a little bit more. Philip, there are some words of wisdom that truly stand the test of time, and we want to share some of that timeless advice here on the show today because some of it can really relate to how you think about your money, how you prepare for retirement. So I have some quotes here. These are from some different people throughout our nations and our world's history, and I want you to kind of relate this back to retirement planning or financial decisions for us, Philip. So I think we have a a pretty good collection of quotes here today. Our first one comes from Ralph Waldo Emerson. I have to say, I really love this one, Philip. He, He wrote, the desire of gold is not for gold. It is for the means of freedom and benefit. I love that quote. What does that tell you about how we should be thinking about our money for retirement? That is a great quote. And, you know, it's it's funny. I, I don't know that I've really ever seen that quote before, but it relates well with um, with a lot of things that, that I do in my business. Because, you know, one of the things we do is we do a goal setting session every year to get ready for the new year. So we talk about what what is financial freedom, right? What is it? And so this is really saying that it's not the money. It's not having that stockpile of money. It's what does that money do for you? What feeling does it give you? So for most people, having that gives them a sense of security, certainty. They know, hey, I've got this. That's more than enough to get me through retirement. So I have that certainty of knowing that that pot of gold or that portfolio is enough. I've got the freedom and and I can benefit from that. And so that brings certainty to our life. And we all want certainty. You know, there's there's certain things that, that we all want in life, and certainty is, is one of them. Uh, freedom is the other, right? So we want the freedom to be able to do the things we want to do. One of the things I think that, that having that retirement plan in place is it gives us some freedom. And that, that freedom is we've got a portfolio here. We've got a retirement income plan in place. And so that gives us the freedom to spend the money that we've outlined within that plan. And that's, that's total freedom. And, and retirees, especially those people that are retired, they love that ability that they've got the certainty of the income coming in and allows them the freedom to do what they've always wanted to do in retirement and have the retirement they always dreamed of. What more could you ask for, Jim? The other thing I think this relates to is when you look at that quote again, the desire for gold is not for gold. 
uh, you know, people might want an annuity or something for what it does for them. It's not because they they want the annuity or we don't we don't love our 401k because it's a 401k. We like that it helps us build up our savings for retirement. We don't we don't like our mutual fund because we love mutual funds. We like the benefit that we see that it gives us. And I, I just think that's something to keep in mind. It, we don't want to get all keyed up or, or caught up in wanting a certain investment because really we just want what it can do for us down oh, the road. Oh, that's so true. You're right. That is true. I mean, people, it, it doesn't, I mean, some people unfortunately do get caught up, right, in the investment instead of the freedoms and the benefit that that tool may use. And, and that's, they forget that that portfolio, that mutual fund, that annuity, whatever it is, is a tool. It's just a tool. It's no different than, you know, needing to use a, a instead of a regular shovel, using a post hole shovel to, to dig up a, a thing to put the post into. Right, right. It's much easier to use a post hole digger than just to use a regular shovel. Right. So it's using the right tool for the right thing to get you into and through retirement. People forget that they get caught up in the tools and not the outcome. And it's the outcome they need to realize is that, hey, look, it's it's having that benefit, having that that income, that certainty of knowing the plan I put into place is going to work no matter what happens. That's that's the benefit of having that that pot of gold that Emerson talks about there. Love that quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Let's move on. This is a pretty straightforward one with our timeless advice. This one's from Thomas Jefferson. Uh, very refreshing for someone who is a head of government to have this this mindset. And one last one. I saved the best one for last. This one is from Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> and I, oh my gosh, I chuckle when I when I read it. If you could kick the person in the pants responsible for most of your trouble, you wouldn't sit for a month. <laughs> this one just makes me laugh. And it's true, Philip. I mean, how often are we getting in our own way when it comes to making smart decisions with our money? You know, I, I'm going to say probably, maybe not all the time, but 99.9% of the time, it's, it, it comes back to us, right? I mean, people will try to blame somebody else, but it, it started with a decision that you made at some point in time, they got you where you are. Um, and so whether that's you, you bought something that you shouldn't have bought and you bought it on credit or you made an investment that sounded too good to be true. And I can give you a laundry list of folks that have done that. They've made that investment in something that sounded so good that it was really too good to be true. But they went in anyway, instead of walking through the process to make sure it was a sound deal. Um, so so we see that, you know, and so a lot of times it's it is us that is in the way. You know, we're afraid to make a change. And so we stay doing the same thing over and over again. And you know what? We end up with the same result, even though we so badly want something different. Well, you know, you've got to be willing to make changes and you need to bounce things off of other folks that can guide you, coach you into and through retirement. Um, and so that maybe you can kick yourself less, right? If you have somebody to bounce things off of, to walk through your scenario, then 
maybe you don't kick yourself so many times in the tail. You're better off. Um, I, I can think of a couple folks, a couple clients I have that, that, you know, they're very good about calling me before they do anything. You know, so they are bouncing stuff off of me. It, does this make sense? Should I do this? And we can walk through it together and bounce things off. And it gives them a clear picture of what they're trying to accomplish and whether or not that specific thing is the right direction for them to go. And I know that that probably doesn't actually, you know, relate to so much that saying, but it is, right? If we try to do stuff on our own, we're going to end up kicking ourselves a lot. If you got a coach to coach you through a resource to bounce things off of, that in itself will allow you to make less mistakes, keeping you on the right track for your retirement. Hey, let's get started together today. Give me a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. I would love to be your retirement coach. Let's get started. It just takes a phone call, 863-285-3815. You've been listening to the Statler Financial Radio Show. Remember that number, 863-285-3815. And be sure to tune in again next time for more insights from Philip. I'm Jen Rizak. We're glad you spent some time with us here today. We hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Information provided during the Statler Financial Radio Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. All investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No strategy is guaranteed to be successful. This radio show is a paid placement.